Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship-winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in. To the Punt and Pass podcast, I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake From, Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, it's week 12. What the hell, man? Week 12 already of the college football season it has flown by we are a week away from thanksgiving which is my favorite holiday of the year if you've been a punt and pass listener you know that by now we'll just stay happy we got some good games to talk about i got some good news and storylines to go through on three and out we'll get everybody ready for what should be an interesting weekend because there are a few games that could have serious implications on what is going to happen in the college football playoff final rankings here in just a couple of weeks, but first things first, as always, how are you, brother? Man, the vibes are good on the Punt and Pass podcast right yes, now. Um, cannot believe it's week 12. Like That's we crazy. say almost every week, it is flying by. Thanksgiving is almost here. Got a great slate for the weekend. Can't wait to chop it up. No doubt. So the Commanders are playing on Thanksgiving in we Dallas are. next week. In so Dallas. a divisional game, and you guys are home against who this week? The Giants. Home against the Giants. So back-to-back divisional games. It's November. That is nut-cutting time in the NFL. That is where paychecks are earned and coaches earn their keep as well. So, look, we're all Commanders fans here on the Punt and Pass podcast. It'll be fun. Listen to that. You you will have a podcast be released probably Wednesday next week before Thanksgiving to get everybody released. Then you'll be right there in the mix, dude. Thanksgiving NFL football. Nothing better than that. Okay, let's dive right into three and out. Um, And the top storyline first down is the latest college football playoff rankings. I don't know if anybody was very surprised to see what happened this past Tuesday evening when Georgia jumped Ohio State. And the Georgia Bulldogs are now the number one ranked team in the college football playoff after their 52 to 17 dismantling of a top 10 ranked Ole Miss team a week ago. So they switched places. One, Georgia. Two, Ohio State. Three is Michigan, four, Florida State, five, undefeated Washington, and six, the top one-loss team in the country is Oregon. Right behind them, a one-loss Texas. Right behind Texas, as expected, a one-loss Alabama. Did you expect it? 
Um, is Kirby talking about it? Does it mean anything as now the data is set with Georgia and Alabama and the SEC championship game? Go take care of business against a top 25 Tennessee in Knoxville on the road. Take care of business against Tech. You should still be sitting there at number one come SEC championship weekend, right, Jake? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think having the number one spot, I think it does mean something because I, I you got to go and look at worst case scenarios. Worst case scenario, you drop a game, maybe lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and you can still make the argument that you should still be somewhere in the top four. So that's right. Um, I, I think there's an argument there, and I think there is a it's a good thing to be number one. Um, you know, now you know Kirby can pull out all the stops of, of everybody having the, the bullseyes on their backs and, and all that good stuff. So um, now he just gets to switch up his messaging a little bit and get him kind of going and and uh, kind of all fired up to go play. So you never know what he's going to pull out now. No, you're absolutely right. And it is a unique challenge to go up to Knoxville on Rocky Top where you had tons and tons of success and beat Tennessee. Uh, Kirby's already given Tennessee so much love in the press. We'll talk about that when we break down the game, talking about their rushing attack, talking about how Josh Heupel keeps you guessing. They're going to run a high-tempo offense as well. So Georgia, look, I talked about how focused they were on Monday's pod. I think they're going to have to keep that focus on the road and take care of business in a very important game to wrap up their regular season SEC schedule. Not really much to talk about with two and three Ohio State and Michigan. They're going to play each other next week. That game's going to be sick. I mean, that game will be so sick. I would expect Harbaugh will be on the sideline. That hearing happens tomorrow, Friday, where he's going to talk to the judge and go in there and essentially defend himself. John Harbaugh, his brother, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, came out this week and said, look, they took his cell phone. They took his computer. They got nothing. So he's expecting Jim Harbaugh to get that TRL and be right back on the sidelines, which would just set up such a dramatic matchup between Ohio State. I, I am looking forward to that one. Keep in mind, that game is in Ann Arbor. Four is Florida State. And here, Jake, I think is an interesting point. Florida State undefeated in the ACC. Stays ranked number four. They have one top 25 win week one against LSU. Washington, undefeated Washington is ranked fifth. They have three top 25 victories, and they're going on the road this weekend for another top 12 game against Oregon State. Wow. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with Washington and the Pac-12 kind of being boxed out by Florida State, who only has one top 25 win? Yeah. Um, personally, I am okay with it because I, I like Florida State at four because, to me, they passed the eye test. Now, when you give me those kind of statistics about, well, uh, Florida State's only beaten one top 25 team, Washington has better wins, well, that kind of like asks the question of, well, why was Ohio State ever ranked ahead of Georgia? Why were they number one and Georgia number two? Um, yeah, because great we, point. And we all thought it was because Ohio State had the two better wins, right? Because nobody in college football, nobody in college football ever believed that Ohio State passed the eye test better than Georgia. So now my question is, well, what is it the committee is putting kind of more in um, into, into what box? Like, what, yeah. what do they like more? What do they want to see? Um, I don't know. I just think you have to pick one and choose one and stick with it because right now they're flip-flopping a little bit to me. 
Yeah, they are. They're waffling. Um, and you don't mm, want to see the committee waffle when they have very important decisions to make. And, and I love talking about it because it is great fodder. Usually it does work itself out. But there are scenarios, as we discussed on Monday, to where this could be a total mess on that selection Sunday of who gets in. What are they going to stand on to say these are the best four teams? You're bringing up an example of the public being able to look back and say, you guys are saying one thing and you're doing another. We don't have any faith in you to put the best four teams in the playoff. Again, I think it will work itself out. Uh, loser of the Big Ten championship game, probably not going in. Uh, possible that loser of the SEC championship game is not going in. Possible that winner of the SEC championship game is not going in. It's fascinating. Louisville, Louisville will be putting Florida State on big-time upset alert in the ACC yep. championship game. They're currently ranked 10th in the country. So we got some doozies coming up, conference championship weekend. And speaking of the team that could box out the SEC, Texas, we'll be talking about their matchup this weekend. They got to go to Ames, Iowa, and take on Iowa State at night on the road. Watch out, Longhorns. You've been playing with fire. For the past couple of weeks, you better not get burned. You better not get burned. So, Georgia, top of the college football playoff ranking. Do you expect anything to happen this weekend that could really throw a wrinkle? Do you think Washington could go down in Corvallis? We'll talk about that in just a little bit, but I feel like that's the one game, Jake, that could really shake things up. Of course, unless Georgia falls to Tennessee. Yeah, um, which I personally don't see happening. We can talk about that later. Um, but that Washington-Oregon State matchup is going to be a really, really good football game. And, man, they've been tested uh, a lot this year, and uh, we'll just see if they they pass the test of time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, good stuff. We'll keep tabs on the college football playoff rankings, as we always do right here on Punt and Pass. Let's head to second down and get your calculators out, because this article came out on ESPN, and it threw me for a loop. You ready? I'm ready. $146 million have been paid to fired Power 5 football coaches in the form of buyouts since 2022. Just one short year ago, fired Power 5 football coaches in the form of buyouts have been owed $146 million. Jake, that's horrible business. That is such oh. bad business. If you go into any board meeting, if you have to answer to any boss, if you're in charge of any type of accounting, if you're a CFO, if you're a controller, and you have that red letter on your business, that is bad business. $146 million since just one short year ago have been paid out to fired Power five football coaches in the form of buyouts. I got some other stats here. I'll read them out to you. It, it makes your head spin. It makes your skin crawl. These guys and their agents have these universities by the you know what, and they're not afraid to just shake them down, brother. That is such an astronomical number to me. I mean, it makes me like I, I'm in. I mean, I, I'm, I guess, technically in the right profession, 
but I need to get to, yes, uh, you, are. Yeah. you know, I'm yes, technically in the yes. right profession. You know, I just, you know, whenever the playing days are over, maybe I need to to slip into uh, the, you know, the, the coaching life. I, I mean, like that. that shit's guaranteed, bro. I mean, they're, they're getting their money. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. It really is. And then let's take a, let's take a step back from a different, a different perspective here. Like how much money are the universities making off of college football? Yes. If they say, Hey, no harm, no foul. They're worth that much. And even if they're not, I don't mind paying him and then also paying another coach the same or more to come in and coach the football team. So there's a lot of money out there to be made in college football. I mean, that's just unbelievable to me. That is a lot and a lot of dollars, a yeah. lot of zeros, coach. There's a clear delineation that does need to be made because you bring up a great point. How much are the universities making? Clearly, college football is the breadwinner in collegiate athletics. That That's a known fact. However, coaches, the majority of their salaries are paid for by the athletic association. So that is in the form of donations. That is in the form of the development office hitting the ground and raising funds to utilize on facilities, to utilize on coaches' salaries. So when people say Nick Saban's paid $12 million by Alabama or Kirby Smart is paid $11 million by Georgia and they're quote-unquote the highest paid employees by the state, yeah, they are. But the state, the University of Georgia and the University of Alabama – pay Nick Saban and Kirby Smart a very, very small percentage of their salary. The majority, the lion's share of those salaries are paid for by the athletic association. So in the case of Jimbo Fisher, $76.8 million buyout, Texas A&M athletic director Ross Bjork said, quote, we will use unrestricted contributions within the 12th Man Foundation for the first one-time payment, and the athletic department will fund the annual payments for the remaining portion by our growing revenues and adjusting our annual operating budget accordingly. Well, Fisher's owed $19.2 million within 60 days, and then he gets paid $7.2 million annually until 2031. Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher will make $1,095 every hour of every day from right now until 2031, and he doesn't have to lift one finger to get it. That's from at beating the bookie on Twitter. Truly unbelievable. And there's no offset clause in his buyout. So Jimmy Six and his agent, who's probably going to place the next head coach at Texas A&M, has truly played that athletic department like a fiddle. It's unbelievable. $1,095 per hour every day until 2031. He doesn't even have to do anything. I'll go down the list on some of these other buyouts as well, and then we'll move on. Brian Harson, last year. Buyout, $15.5 million. Scott Frost, Nebraska, buyout, $15 million. Jeff Collin, Georgia Tech, buyout, $11.4 million. Paul Christ, Wisconsin, buyout, $11 million. Carl Durrell, Colorado, all-time bad hire, buyout, $8.7 million. 
Herm Edwards, fired from Arizona State, already back on TV at ESPN. Buyout, $4.4 million. And just recently, Monday, Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, fired. Here's $4 million in the form of a buyout. This number, $146 million since just last year, does not include the possible dollars owed to Mel Tucker at Michigan State or Pat Fitzgerald at Washington, who were both let go with quote-unquote cause. That, of course, has already been brought to the courts. That could balloon that number even way more than $146 million. And it's being reported that Chip Kelly at UCLA potentially will be fired after this weekend's game against Southern Cal. So there you go. I'm I'm speechless. I mean, thanks for the insight there. I mean, that was some great, great insight. I had no idea where the actual money was coming from. Uh, I think that's really cool to know. Um, and then honestly, man, some of the numbers just make me sick to my stomach because that's just it's crazy. a lot of money, a lot of money. It's crazy. And I will say to put a bow on this, I, and I've repeatedly made this statement, being a head football coach at a university is one of the hardest jobs in the country. I mean, you are managing 125 young males who are generally, uh, I'll be kind not smart. I I wasn't either, Jake. I'll just go ahead and say you weren't either when you're 18 to 22. You're just generally not smart. And the 125 of those guys come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. It is an unbelievable job of relationship and personal management, setting expectations, getting people on the same page. So look, they're getting paid handsomely. I don't know if anything's worth giving $80 million until 2031 to not do anything, but that's it. Yeah, and I the only time off that I know that Kirby gets is a, like a weekend off I in know, July. Dude, it's crazy. It, that is, it, that is crazy. And it's it's they they do Christmas in July because there is yep. no time off during Christmas time, and yep. like that like that's it like that's all 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 it gets. It's crazy. All right, deep breath. Let's go to third down. The Heisman okay. Trophy race is kind of coming into shape and i just want to update the odds board just give me your general quick thoughts i think everybody deserves to understand where it stands with two weeks left in the regular season then of course conference championship weekend people are supposed to vote the heisman committee is supposed to make their votes that next sunday selection sunday right now the odds on favorite oregon quarterback bo nix what a great story guys been playing football forever transfers from auburn Leading the way at plus 110 on the odds board. Right behind him, Jaden Daniels at LSU. He's at plus 350. Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, plus 375. Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State, plus 500. And Carson Beck at Georgia, plus 4,000. So to simplify it, essentially even money on Bo Nix. You bet 100 bucks, they'll pay you 110 if he wins. Carson Beck, however... You bet a hundred bucks on him. You're getting four bones coming back, dude. Four thousand wow. dollars. You think that's right? You think Bo Nix walks away with it? Do you think Jaden Daniels could do anything in the last two weeks of the regular season to surpass him? And then you got CJ Stroud saying if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't win the Heisman, it's rigged. I mean, come on, bro. Take a seat. Yeah. Uh we'll start with Bo. Um, man, love Bo. Love, love him, love his family, love the story. I'm glad he's having some success out there Uh, and not just some, he's having a lot of success out there. 
And if he takes this Oregon team over the hump, they win the Pac-12, yeah, uh, win a college football playoff game, it's his, no doubt, no question about it. Uh, Michael Penix, I mean, kind of really same thing. Like if he wins the Pac-12 and they win a, a playoff game, it's his, no doubt. So like those two guys to me, in a sense, control their own destiny. Um, Jaden Daniels, like I think if LSU was having more success this year, yeah, uh, I, I think it would be his. I mean, seven and three. You're right. Yeah, I just some some of the the numbers that he's put up in in a certain in certain games, like the Alabama game. He just, I mean, he played. Dude absolutely. has thirty touchdowns to four interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely crazy with the football in his hands. Um, the one I'm not too like high on is the Marvin Harrison one. Um, I, I saw like a, a a couple stats where he's at the standings and some of the the receiver categories, like in yards per game, he's like seventh catches. He's not very high touchdowns. He's, you know, like he's up there, but he ain't like one, two or three. Um, to me, he's just like unbelievable talent. Now, uh, you know, disclaimer here, super talented. Oh, yeah. unbelievable he, talent. he will transfer into the NFL day one easy. for sure. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. We'll, we'll step on the field for a team and be a playmaker day one. But to me, he's not putting up the stats that a Heisman candidate gets, you know, to, to earn the Heisman. Especially at the receiver position. I at mean, the receiver you have position. to be an absolute game breaker week in and week out. Like what Devonta Smith did um, at Alabama was absurd. unstoppable. Yeah. He was absurd. Yeah. So like, that's the bar for that one. And then man, Carson, like it just, it seems like every week, week in and week out, he's, he's right around that, that 280 to, to 320 with a couple touchdowns. Great completion. Just percentage. Steady Eddie. Just steady, man. Um, Any chance that, you know, these guys could throw up on themselves. Carson goes nuts this weekend, uh, does what he needs to do against Tech, and then lights up Alabama, which, you know, I'm just saying that hypothetically. I mean, I'm I'm talking about what it would take for him to not just go to New York, but win the Heisman Trophy. He'd have to go berserk, and the other guys would have to throw up on themselves. Am I right? Is that fair to say? Uh, I agree with you there. I think he's definitely in New York, like at there at the ceremony, um, just because he's going to have the opportunity to to play big and yeah. some games coming up. Like he's going to get that opportunity. And he's going to play well. Um, but yeah, I think it really comes down to what Bo and what Michael Penix do. And if they just basically throw up and, and, and cough it up. Which I wouldn't expect. That Pac-12 title game uh, that Friday night is going to be sick. Looking ahead as well on LSU's schedule, a game that's kind of been known to get funky is LSU-Texas A&M last week of the season. And I just looked, it's at noon in Tigers Stadium. So that's an 11 a.m. local kick the Saturday after Thanksgiving. What the hell is that? That that time slot should be reserved for Georgia-Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean... Can we just swap those two games? Put Georgia-Georgia Tech at noon. Put LSU-Texas A&M at 7.30. And I'm sure that that had to do with probably Jimbo getting axed. A&M doesn't have a coach. Their season – but that game has been nutty the past couple of years. So I like your thought process. I I think it's Bose to win right now, which is a – which would be a great story. No question about it. We'll keep tabs on that, of course. Hey, guess what I forgot to do at the beginning of the show? Tell you who this episode is presented by. But if you're a longtime listener, you You already know. know. It's Thursday. It's prize picks. That's right. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our awesome longtime 
partners over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best daily fantasy game on the market. I was on my iPhone the other day. I was scrolling through the App Store. Prize Picks is the number one rated sports app on the entire iOS network. It is insane. That's because it's awesome. All you have to do is download the Prize Picks app. If you use the promo code PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. That's a free $100 when you deposit $100. Then you can get in there. They've got a full slate of action, college football, college basketball, NBA, NHL. They've got it all. All the sports are happening right now. You can do cross-sport entries, pick two to six players, predict that they will go more or less than their prize picks stat projection. You can win up to 25x your money, and you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. You can make your entry in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. There's nothing better. You already know it by now. The DB3 piece will be supplied Friday afternoon or Saturday morning. It'll be at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. It'll be at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. All right, you ready to go inside the five? We got some pretty decent games to talk about. We will start on Rocky Top. Number one, mm-hmm. Georgia, heading up to Knoxville to take on the 18th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Georgia's a 10-point favorite. The total here, 58.5 points. This is your 330 SEC on CBS football game. Uh, I mean, this one's easy for me. Um, Georgia with the points, but... Lay in the points, right? Yep, yep. yep. Um, I tell you, I Tennessee, they're a different team at home. Mobile quarterback explosive pass game and explosive run game like don't be surprised if they hit us in the mouth hit us in the mouth early just honestly like every game we've seen the past four or five weeks um just get hit early no big deal offense goes down and matches it uh and they just can't keep up so this is a 60 minute game um there's going to be some ebbs and flows in this game probably uh, but uh, the team's getting hot right now at the right time, uh, and it's just fun watching the boys play. You bring up a great point. They are a different team at home. Um, right now, I believe they have like the fourth or fifth longest current home win streak. They've won like 14 straight games at home, Tennessee. Has. Wow. Um, so this is a different atmosphere. I mean, obviously, yeah. they would love nothing more than to ruin Georgia's season. Uh, which is tough to say considering Georgia's already in the SEC championship game, but you know, if they win this game, they will rush the field. Um, They will freak out and they have a very balanced rushing attack. Joe Milton, when he's on can deliver the ball downfield with the best of them in the entire nation. How will their defense hold up? I think that's a big question. It's, it's very improved from a year ago. That's for sure. Kirby's had a ton of success up there. You specifically, have had a ton of success up there, Jake Fromm, singing Rocky Top, walking out of the <laughs> locker room. But, you know, I think I'll go back to what I said on Monday. This team's so focused. They're focused on the task at hand. Yep. Kirby shoots down any discussion of any future aspirations. They are so worried about what they can do today, what they can do on game day, how they can execute their game plan. And I don't think that's any different They've shown everybody that they elevate their play 
against the biggest opponents. That atmosphere will be for real. Georgia has dominated in Knoxville in the last three trips. They are 3-0 and against the spread in Knoxville in their last three trips. Their margins of victory, 41 points, 29 points, and 24 points. Four of the last five games between these two teams in Knoxville have gone over the total. And just to keep in mind, Georgia has picked it up as of late. They've covered three out of their last five games. Now, Tennessee's coming off an awful performance at Mizzou. I would definitely expect a bounce-back performance. I think I got to lay the points as well. Lay the 10 points. Georgia is just cruising right now. Honestly, surprised it's not greater than 10. Yeah, I think on the road. I mean, probably like 13, 13 and a half, and you're getting those three points baked in there for Tennessee, getting the home field advantage. You brought this up in the pre-show, and I didn't even realize it. What was Eli Drinkwitz doing? The Mizzou head coach charging Josh Heupel after the game saying, quote, we stand on business, Josh. I don't know what that was about. I haven't had the opportunity to look into it, Jake. But that was an interesting move by far. We stand on business. Yeah, I I wish I knew the backstory. I really do because I think it would be interesting. Um, But just like – you know, like normally there's the, there's respect at the end of, you know, when the coaches go up and, and dap each other up, shake hands. Uh, not that one. That one was a little fiery. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mizzou, I mean, whooped up on them. Uh, they completely shut down their running game. Uh, Tennessee had less than 100 yards and they made Tennessee one dimensional. I know Kirby's looking at the formula, what they did, how they did it. Um, and I think that you'll see a lot of you know similarities in the game plan for Georgia as well. So, um, but to go back to the original topic, I have no idea, man, why, why that was said, uh, but it would be very interesting to know. No question about it. All right. So we're both on the same side. We had the 10 points with Georgia. And with that little tidbit, I just gave you four of the last five games between these two teams in Knoxville have gone over the total. I think I'd lean on the over 58 and a half as well. Yeah. All right, let's go out west. This will be an awesome game. 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Number five, Washington, is in Mm. Corvallis against the 11th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. How about this? Washington opened as a one-point favorite on the road. This line has swung all the way to Oregon State. Oregon State is now a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 63-and-a-half. Jonathan Smith, head coach at Oregon State, bravo to you. He will probably be a hot name up for some of these big, big big-time college football head coach openings DJU in that run game and the run game of Oregon state, they've been rocking as well. This is a tough spot for Washington. Washington has not been playing well lately, Jake in their last six games. They are one, four and one against the spread. The favorite has won 10 straight in this matchup, but is just three and four against the spread since 2016. Dude, Oregon state plays Washington this week at home. And then has to turn around and go play at, at Oregon, Oregon yep. next week. Uh, that's rough. Um, man, they're going to be battle-tested. Um, and it's going to be two great games for them. Uh, DJ, man. DJU. How about that? Making it happen, gonna, dude. Going to play in another big-time football game. Um, that's a good point you brought up, too, about Washington. Like, they haven't necessarily played great. Like, their best football game by far was obviously against Oregon at home. Yep. Um, and then ever since then, they've just been kind of squeaking by, but that's part of it too. Like learning to 
deal with adversity and be able to still scratch out a win, even though it's tough when you don't have your best stuff uh, on a certain day. So I, I think this will be a big test and tell for the Washington football team. Big time. Like, like, can you show up and play your best when your best is needed? And Kalen and, DeBoer, the head coach at Washington's being rumored for the Texas A&M opening and all those kinds of uh, distractions as well. Yeah, I think this is, in a weird way, going to have a lot of college football playoff uh, implications. You know, like I think if they they play rough in this one, maybe still squeak out a squeak out a win. Uh, I think Oregon's just going to pounce on them when they get that chance in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, you're right. Could Washington limp in to the yeah. Pac-12 title game? They're undefeated. I mean, they got no. They have to go they, – they play Washington State the following week, who's kind of gone off the rails as of late, but that Apple Cup is a huge rivalry as well. So I don't think Washington will be looking forward. Could Oregon State possibly be looking forward with Oregon looming? I don't know. I'll lay two and a half with Oregon State. I think Corvallis at night should be sick. What do you think? you think Washington's going to squeak it out? Yeah, I think so. I think All they right. squeak it out. I, I want them to squeak it out just because I want chaos – at the end of this deal. He wants it all. I love it. I love it. Jake on Washington. little good one in the SEC here. Florida hitting the road to take on the ninth-ranked Missouri Tigers. Mizzou, an 11.5-point favorite. The total, 58.5. This game is at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Florida needs to win their last two games to get bowl eligible. That's crazy to say. The flip side, Mizzou gaining a lot of uh, credit, I would say, from just college football fans in general. Yep. They saw them go toe-to-toe with Georgia. They turn around, which I thought it was a letdown spot against Tennessee, laid it on Tennessee. It's a good football team. They've got one loss on the season, and it was a barn burner to LSU. Man, Florida needs one in the worst way. I do not know if they're going to get it, Jake. Yeah, I – I wish this was played in the swap because I'd be leaning a little bit more towards. Sorry, Florida. Florida's five and five, so they need one more win against Mizzou yeah. or Florida State. Um, gosh, that's a tough and tall task for the Gators to win either one of these games. Because to me, I think of Missouri, even though they have that loss to Georgia, I think they're a really, really hot football team coming off that win against Tennessee. Um, they put it on, uh, played really great. But Florida needs one, like you said. Florida yeah. just needs one. I, I think Mizzou wins, but I think Florida gives them their best shot. Um, and so I'll take kind of take Florida with the points on this one. But, yeah, you're taking the eleven and a half points, huh? Yeah. Um, just just because I I just I feel like Florida needs it really bad. Yeah, if it was in the swamp, it'd be a totally different story. I'm gonna I go heard. with Mizzou. I mean, this might be the squarest pick on the board. But I'll lay the 11 and a half with Missouri. If it was in the swamp, I'd probably go with Florida. But Mizzou, if you're for real, you you, you have to show up again. This is a tough yeah. part of the schedule at Georgia, home versus Tennessee, home versus Florida. It's square. I know it. Eli Drinkwitz says they stand on business. I'll lay the 11 and a half with Missouri. All right, like let's it. go to the Big 12 because I think this game could really shock the world. Number seven, Texas is in Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State, 8 p.m., Fox, cold, windy. Texas is a 7.5-point favorite. The total is 46.5. And, 
And to be kind, Texas has been wobbly of late. Wobbly. I mean, they they haven't had their starting quarterback the last couple of weeks. He comes back last week, but they still don't play great. I mean, he's got got decent stats. I think he threw for a hundred, threw a touchdown, had an interception, but I don't know. Something something's off. Like this something could be a, off. They could this this could be a definite upset alert. And I mean, if they lose, they got no chance for the college football playoff, in my opinion. No oh yeah, chance. they're out. Two losses, yeah. they're out. Two losses. Um, just so many other good teams up there uh, at the top of that list. I don't know, man. This one's tough on me. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know, two weeks ago, Kansas State, a game where I thought Kansas State was going to win. They almost upset Texas in Austin. Texas wins 33-30. Last week, TCU comes roaring back. Texas gets out of Fort Worth with a 29-26 victory in which Texas was up 26 to nothing in that game. Yeah. Quinn Ewers is back. This game is at Iowa State. I believe the last time they played in Ames. Let me look at my trusty Phil Steele Bible here. I love it. The last time they played in Ames, Iowa State beat them. Let's see. I'm looking at these uh, Iowa State games right now to see. Yeah, they beat Texas 30 to 7. They beat Texas 30 to 7 in 2021. Now, this is a different Texas team, obviously. Yep. And last year at Texas, they almost upset them. 24-21, they lost. So I say that to say this. Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones, they're not afraid. They are not afraid at all. They've actually been playing some pretty good ball as well as of late. Give me the seven and a half points with a home dog at night. That's exactly what I need to make sure that we're going to stay spunky Iowa State went to BYU, took care of business last week, 45-13. to 13. They only lost by seven to a top 25-ranked Kansas team at home. Give me seven and a half with Iowa State, and do not be surprised if Iowa State wins that football game. That's Dude, I, I like it. I'm feeling it too. You have convinced me. I'm all in. All right. I'm on board. I love it. I love it. Okay, last game, then we'll get you out of here. It's like the gutter bowl of the SEC. Kentucky at South Carolina. Kentucky's a one and a half point road favorite. Fifty four and a half is the total. Seven thirty p.m. on the SEC network. Both of these teams, both of these coaches, need this dub in the worst way, bro. Who needs it more? I don't know. Like that's such a great question. I mean, South Carolina. I mean, after all the juice last year when they beat Tennessee and then beat Clemson. They're a four and six football team right now. Four and six, you know, and they have a they have a very talented quarterback. Like they have very um like good players at at, at the needed positions. So talking about South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. 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 Like, that Xavier Leggett guy is a freaking baller. Yeah. Like they they got good players. So I don't know. I, I'm 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 leaning towards South Carolina in this game because I just think they need it more, uh, and I'm gonna believe in the Beam team a little bit here on this one. Yeah, these are two teams that I want no part of. Let me just say that right now. I mean, Devin Leary at Kentucky, it, it kind of a shame the way he's going out. Yeah. So much hope at NC State, then he transfers. I said he was one of the best returning quarterbacks in the SEC at the beginning oh, of the season. So. That, of course has not necessarily come to fruition. 
Kentucky has not gotten the the consistency that they've been looking for. South Carolina, could they be looking ahead with Clemson next week? I don't know. I do think South Carolina has better players. Could Ray Davis go crazy? Uh, that would be the great equalizer for Kentucky, the running back yeah. who went nuts on Florida. South Carolina has won two straight. Let's tip the cap to them. Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt. Great job, Gamecocks. Kentucky lost to Georgia, lost to Mizzou, lost to Tennessee, beats Mississippi State, gets hammered by Alabama. These two teams are not in a good spot. Who is more desperate? I think South Carolina at home. They're four and six. Give me those points. Another home dog. I'll take one and a half. Jake and I on the same side. If you're really bored and you're flipping around SEC Network, tweet at us and be like, I'm watching Kentucky at South Carolina right now. That does have the makings, though, to be like a just a wild off-the-rails game. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, we're all tuning in. You know, it's 44-42 late in the game or whatever. So, all right. Yeah, I, I believe it. That is what I think. Week 12 on deck. It's going to be a great weekend. It always is when college football's here. Huge shout-out to our partners, Prize Picks. Prize Picks has presented this episode of Punt and Pass to you, and they are the best. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's the best daily fantasy game on the market. All you have to do, pick two to six players. You can do cross-sport entries as well. Predict that they will go more or less than their prize picks stat projection, and you can win up to 25x your money. Again, the DB3 piece, it'll be on social media Friday and Saturday. At Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram, and of course at From Jake as well. Puntandpass.com. Go check it out. Jake, I hope you have an awesome weekend. Anything on the way out? Thanks, man. No, dude, I, I think I have said all I needed to say. Uh, excited for a great college football weekend as always. You know it, brother. Keep it locked in at Punt and Pass. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Thanksgiving week. You bet your ass. Talk That's to you on monday see ya yep spring is here and baseball is back you can't forget the derby i love the hats do you have yours yet my hat i treated myself to a whole outfit if you want to be able to treat yourself then you should check out the nest savings account at lge community credit union where they want you to reach your savings goals faster Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.